0: to bear witness podcast episode two when i met steph and iliana for the first time it was sitting in a coffee shop down in the basement floor here in downtown green bay creating posters to protest human rights after the overturning of roe v wade i had no idea who these two individuals were I just knew that this most likely wasn't going to be the last time that I saw them. Over the subsequent months, Steph and Illy have crossed paths with me on a pretty regular basis, Um, but it wasn't until last late fall when I started planning um, art classes with Casa Alba Melanie here in Green Bay and Illyana worked the front desk. Ileana identifies as an artist, though this is a new title that she gives herself. Steph is a member of the Equity Commission here in Green Bay. And the two of them are quite a dynamic partnership, which we learned no sooner than we started this interview with them. And I don't know that it was what we expected. Um, But it's very enlightening to sit and openly discuss cultural differences to intentionally come into conversation with the desire to listen and to learn. And Ileana and Steph presented us with an opportunity for both in in a very big way. One of the conversations that has really increased in our community is around the importance of cultural representation within the arts, but additionally, What type of environments must exist for various cultures to feel welcome? And so in this episode of Bear Witness Podcast, we speak with Steph and Illy as to what they believe is important when fostering an inclusive and all-embracing accessible arts community. In addition, we learn quite a bit about them as individuals, their backgrounds, where they were born, uh, their cultural backgrounds, uh, how they were raised, and um, the importance of mental health in their individual cultures, and how they've embraced a different way of thinking when it comes to advocating for themselves.
1: My name is Stephanie Guzman. Um, I, you know, whenever I introduce myself, I like to also mention that I am Mexican American. Mm-hmm. only because of the fact that that is part of the struggle of mm-hmm. being here. So it also makes me who I am. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm Stephanie Guzman, Mexican-American, and I'm, you know, first-generation graduate. I also awesome. want to bring that up because that yeah. in itself was a For struggle. Sure. But, yeah, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
2: And I'm Ileana Veraliz Herrera Flores. We also have very long names sometimes. <laughs> and That's I'm from El Salvador, a small country in Central America. Um, growing up, people are like... Oh, you're also Mexican. And no, it is a different place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would always like to tell people it's like not everyone in Europe is from Germany that's or true. whatever, you know, and some people don't realize that. So that's been another layer to the struggle for me on top of it. And yeah, that's a little bit about
3: me. Awesome, mm-hmm. thank you. That's a great introduction. You just handed
0: me the the questions that
2: we tried <laughs> to
0: draft up <laughs> because he knows that I'm extremely spontaneous <laughs> and he <laughs> likes <laughs> to plan. <laughs> <Do> it's it. <laughs> nice like what? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I th- I think it was really relevant to sit down with the two of you because a lot of my journey with trying to be a leader in the arts is listening and learning a lot of new things and being, uh, you know, honestly inspired moved everything from from a psychological and a sociological perspective Um, and so um, Ileana when we sat down a couple weeks ago to talk about the Casa Alba project uh, one of the things that really struck me was you know the statements that you made in regards to not identifying as an artist at a young age and how that just wasn't something
2: no I definitely still to this day um, don't know that I call myself an artist I think my art is like her her kids middle school art i have it laying around the house and she puts it up <laughs> and that's kind of <laughs> how i started putting it up b- Is it's because of Steph recently this year or in the past few years but yeah oh sorry also another layer to the struggle is i was diagnosed adhd this last year at oh, yeah. the oh. age of 29 so sometimes my quirks or what I thought were things that were wrong with me, I had no idea. I just mm-hmm. had ADHD. D, yeah. And then I forget what I'm saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: we even discussed mental health. Yes. And, and the Hispanic community and how that's yes. just not something that is addressed. And so oh, yeah. when it came to... Planning these art classes for the elder population, you know, I was heavy on Mm -hmm. the art for mental health and, you know, art accessibility and and what will that look like for your culture. And it was like a 180. Right. It really was. And, you know, discussing, okay, you know, does art need to be functional in order for uh, the Hispanic elders to want to participate? You know, what are these parameters? And it was just really relevant conversation that I felt more people needed the opportunity to hear. Right. Yes.
2: Like growing up, I think like the kids, the doodles, um, I didn't realize also part of it, but I'd always been doodling. I doodled on everything since I can remember. And I didn't get encouraged to take art as um, as a major or anything like that. In fact, I didn't even declare my major as art until my senior year, which are my sorry, my junior year, which was when I dropped out as well of UWM because of mental health reasons, which Mm -hmm. I am also working on writing that down and hopefully being able to speak about that to the community. But my parents, they were always study, 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 work, work, work. Mm -hmm. It was never any time for leisure. If it was for leisure, it was maybe to eat or like to go out to eat or to clean. It was, oh, my gosh, the cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: looking Uh, back, I realized my mom might have had OCD right? And it also could have been trauma, but the house always had to be spotless. It never felt lived in at any point. Mm -hmm. And for them, like my room, they didn't realize that I was going through depression, you know, like similar to her, like you mentioned, mental Mm -hmm. health is just such a taboo in a lot. And I don't want to speak for everyone's experience, but the reality is we call it like if ever you wanted to tell your mom, mom, we should go to a therapist. I'm not gonna go to a loquero. Do you know what loquero means? A loquero is where, like, literally, this is how well, loco place. is crazy. The loco is mm. crazy, but then the loquero is literally one of those houses where they think they, they wrap you up and oh. you're gonna hit yourself,
3: oh like in a gosh. wall or
1: padding. That's what they tell wow. you. Like oh. they say, no, you need Jesus, you need God, you, you need to go to Jesus. church. Yeah, you know. And so me being in my room, depressed, things were not where they should be. Mm-hmm. They, that wasn't like a flash. I need to maybe do something about it. It mm-hmm. was more, I, you're lazy. You need to get up and you need to go clean. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so, any free time, if I had hobbies, if I had dreams, it was like, it was like, boom, done. Like yeah. you need to clean. You need, you know, we need to start to thinking about the future. You need to get a job. You, you know, like it was always mm-hmm. like that. And so, I, I, I agree with what you say. The fact that mental health was literally like the worst. Te- it was literally as awkward as talking about sex or having that mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. with our parents. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of us learned mm-hmm. on our own yeah. with our friends. For sure. And that's the problem when you leave it for others to teach you. They teach you biased information, uh, wrong information. And so in that same way, mental health, what I learned about it was wrong. Mm -hmm. It was not, um, there was nothing inadequate with me. Mm -hmm. I just needed help. Mm -hmm. And so without help at the age of 20, I mean, think about it, it's almost like you had shackles until you were 29. You know, and now you're starting to get out. You're starting to look at you here.
2: Scared. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Scared. I'm also excited. And if you're not it. uncomfortable, Scared. I'm yeah. learning as well that you're not growing. Mm-hmm. And I'm also very open with my mental health journey because I feel like I want to encourage more um, in general, more cultures to be OK with talking about it mm-hmm. um, like. I remember one time I was telling my mom I was feeling depressed and for me to even be talking about depression with her was terrifying. My mom, you know, my mom (laughs) and um, she started talking to me and saying that I just needed to go back to church and start praying. And she's like, we can take you to church or this and that. And. I got livid. I was livid. I said, just because you don't believe in mental health does not mean it is not a thing. And Mm -hmm. I walked out, and that was one of the biggest uh, moments I remember kind of standing up to my mom. And I Mm -hmm. think I was... 22 (laughs) Like yeah we it's hard for us to also stand up to our parents even to this day i'm working on that with my father who Mm -hmm. was very militant style Mm -hmm. if things weren't done a certain way you would you just would be in trouble or you know everything had to be a certain way but you couldn't say anything. You had to be como es la, el dicho que dicen, um, bonita se mira más calladita. Oh yeah, so um, the saying, um, the is, saying is, you look prettier quiet. Like you shouldn't be speaking. Yeah. It's a saying, and it is so usually common. And it's only wow. to it's girls because it's bonita. You yeah. look prettier when, when you're, you're quiet. Yeah. So wow. even I was, was taught what, that, and we're from different countries. Il- so. Yes. Oh, yeah. So it is a yeah. big thing in in many cultures, yep. and and that's why sometimes for us it's. Harder, I guess, to feel comfortable, you know, teaching an art class to our own seniors yeah. who, um, by the way, are incredible and mm-hmm. they know so much and have talents. And I was actually talking to one of the ladies that was sewing today and mm-hmm. I was like, so how long have you been sewing? And She's like, well, since I was six mm-hmm. and they've been sewing since they're six, but not for leisure or because they enjoy it, but mm-hmm. because it's the, the, the function, job. Yeah. It's the function. Yeah. That's what yeah. they have to do yeah. to live. Yeah, Going so, back to yeah. your point, though, really <laughs> quick,
1: um, it, it's I guess what I wanted to mention more than anything is I agree with Ili as far as our parents being it's very strict, some of us, mm-hmm. but I also, now that I've done that work, you know, when you grow up and mm-hmm. you're finally able to realize mm-hmm. that mental health is, and you work on it, mm-hmm. also, our parents, a lot of them didn't have insurance. Yeah. You know, nobody That's had so. those conversations. The really, like, I get, like, it's crazy sometimes I feel like imposter syndrome when I'm at my job, even when I'm like going up in my ranks Mm -hmm. and I'm having these benefits, like talks. Oh, let's talk about a 401k, let's talk about your health benefits. Mm -hmm. It's like, they're telling you, oh yeah, you're getting coverage at 80, 90%. And I'm like, wow, I have this ability to go to the doctor if I need it, get medication, neurology, all of it. Mm -hmm. And my family I mean my mom worked at uh, temp agencies Mm -hmm. and they never had those benefits. So Mm -hmm. even if I wanted to go to a therapist, where right and a lot of them didn't have paperwork right the documentation yeah so that's just more layers to mental health
0: yeah and and so like the prevalence of that still today is strong correct and and so when we look at uh, my next question, yeah. which I'm even going to have to shift a little bit sure. because of, of, of what I'm hearing from you. My next question was the lack of Hispanic representation in the local arts community. Oof. But what I'm also hearing and, and you know inferring is how can we even consider Hispanic art when we can't even meet basic needs, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, before we can get to the <laughs> art and before we can get to the representation, there are so many layers yeah. prior to that. So so my question was, was, like, you know, in, in regards to greater Hispanic representation in sure. the local arts, how would you say that that can happen in this community, <laughs> right? But <Yeah. laughs> first, right, we, 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 we've so got to do...
1: I I guess another thing is um, I realize, and it's something important, and I think that's a good conversation that all of us should have, regardless of our background. And it's to understand that we all go through different things, Mm -hmm. even when we are of the same background, Mm -hmm. right? And some of us were born with uh, two parents, you know, Mm -hmm. and some of us were just one. So Mm -hmm. even, and some of us have more money, and some of us don't. So maybe the struggle with basic needs is not necessarily for all. Mm -hmm. For many of us, it was, but not for everyone. But the part that that I think is for all of us, regardless of that, though, mm-hmm. is the fact that even when we have the resources or if we had the money or whatever, a lot of us still don't consider ourselves artists. And that's because of the Western definition of it, right? Mm-hmm. When I go to my home country, which I am proud to say that I can go now, mm-hmm. um, my family wasn't able to just travel. They didn't mm-hmm. have the funds for that. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, I, I go back as much as I can because when I go, as soon as I go, you hear the art everywhere. Like, when you yeah. were asking me mm-hmm. how, well, it's everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's everywhere, and, I mean, like, there's mariachis playing in the in the plaza. Like, you literally go downtown, and there's a mariachi. They don't need a permit. Mm-hmm. They don't need a license. The license they get it, they say from God. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, God gave me the license to be here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there they are playing with their instruments and everything. Yeah. And for me, that's my art form, so that's why I'm like yeah, specifically sure. talking yeah, about music. Yeah, that's great. But, it's it's everywhere, you know, you got people over there in the spirituality, you have people who are in the parks, who are like, come here, if you want to talk about, like, what I see, your energy, yeah. like, and, and, and even though there is a cost, because, you know, it, it's very expensive to live nowadays, mm-hmm. it's very minimal, like, it's mm-hmm. almost, you can tell that they do it, because they enjoy the interaction, mm-hmm. right, and I'm gonna let Illy talk about how art is displayed in her country, because I just got the opportunity to go, and I was mind blown, I'll let you take that one. It was,
2: yeah. It was kind of eye opening for me too because I've been here since in the United States since I was about six, and I've only gotten the chance to go back to my home country three or four times. And this last time I went, I got to see how my parents don't consider themselves good at drawing or art or anything like that they're like no we have no talent but my dad's sitting there making tables out of wood and all these things and drawing architecture plans without having mm-hmm. more than a third, middle grade. third grade education mm-hmm. and he makes better architectural plans than I did when I took architecture 101 I said bye <laughs> like <I> no <know. laughs> and it, it was incredible to me but realizing he was born in Ilovasco and my mom was born in la palma in both towns you go to you see art in everything the in the cafe on the walls on the posts on the street posts on the parks on the sides of like every single house there is art drawn and from where my mom comes from it's more like woodworking and kind of painting and murals on the walls and where my dad comes from it is barro which is clay and it's clay um specialists in clay clay everywhere and like just different little stores with clay little shops and all kinds and sizes so without even growing up in those two areas coming back to see my art I'm like oh my gosh it's kind of where I get it from I think like my lines look a little bit like that I think the colors kind of look a little bit like that but I don't know where it's coming from and that goes back to the mental health part for me is kind of just recently, I learned about neurographics and Zen doodles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've been doing that my whole life, basically, you, <laughs> you know, know. Yeah. just giving myself yeah. therapy without knowing because yeah. something was missing. Yeah.
1: So so when you say, how do we get more Latino artists yeah. to get out here? It's because you got to show them that it's okay. Mm-hmm. you got to show them that their thing that they're doing at home, oh mm-hmm. my God, that's art. Because I just mm-hmm. saw a person with that same type or style, and that empowers people to ask that question, and all of a sudden they're getting that invite to these mm-hmm. socials mm-hmm. or these nice studios. Mm-hmm. But you have to not just ask your friends. like You have to put it out, put there, it out and, there and invite it more. Like There's a lot of exhibitions that isn't here, and that's why I appreciate the fact that there's a place like this. Mm-hmm. There's other places where you go and you don't see anything from anywhere else mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I mean I'm talking about like other artists with other styles with other flavors mm-hmm. and you don't see it so then when I'm walking through it I don't see myself in all that I appreciate it, I love it I mean mm-hmm. as an art fan I can sure. tell you that that's talented sure. but it's not like anything spoke to me like the really awesome uh, person that we just had here speaking about yeah. how somebody made art and that spoke to her it's very rare that it happens to me that it speaks to me mm-hmm. and it's because again unless I see something that maybe has a story that's similar or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really do think that maybe to get more la- more artists out here that are Latino or even other, you have to start showing, casing the ones we do have yeah. more. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, so where do we find them? And definitely oh. encouraging I mean, I'm just going to go right to You to know it. where? Wow. School. School. I, I, if you yeah. walk through
1: Washington, and, I, and let's just be honest, I'm not saying that the ones that are older are a lost cause, because, I mean, my girl is 29 years old. She's starting hers, her journey now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have, and then the thing is I have a cousin, right? He, he did doodles in jail. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That I'm like, what the heck dude? And the thing is to him, it was just a way to not lose his head in jail. Mm -hmm. But I'm like this, you could literally be selling this or Mm -hmm. maybe even motivating other people that have gone through similar experiences as you had you had that show had have that
2: opening spot like and you you found them. They were at the ADRC this morning. Um Mm -hmm. uh, many of the ladies I spoke to they say is encouraging them, you know, is they said, Oh, I have a ton of these at home. Yeah. I make hats. And I'm like, why don't you sell them? Yeah. I don't know, like where? Or this lady came into Casa Alba today Mm -hmm. and she brought Maria a bracelet that Mm -hmm. she had made herself and it was so intricate and detailed and beautiful. And I'm like, Do you sell these? And she's like I do, but mostly I end up giving them away. And I'm Mm -hmm. like you know how to register for an art event no mm-hmm. we don't yeah, i barely no. know when mm-hmm. we find out the information it's already too late or it's in and english that, or it's in english mm-hmm. and so even with the ladies this morning um one of them is ma- knows how to make kind of like jewelry i'm like would you like me to help you register for this art fest mm-hmm. thing it's only 30 dollars. however only 30 dollars for us lot. sometimes is a lot right. including even for me depending right. on what's going on that mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. you know yeah. so no. it's like it isn't hard to find them because I feel like there is a little bit of an artist in anyone, everyone They're I can there. see it. Even like, I had my mom, she doesn't draw, I had her draw a little doodle for me before she left and I framed it and it just inspires me, mm-hmm. it reminds me of her, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not technically the best cow you've ever seen mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. a, it's beautiful, you know, and so, just kind of um, in asking and engaging them, um, Emily, uh, she drew a postcard for the Hotel Northland, and I'm like, well, what else are you doing? She's like, I don't know. I, I'm not doing anything. Huh. I'm like, why not? She's yeah. like, I don't know. It, we don't so know. So how? You,
1: stays? I'm yeah. sorry. That oh, I mean, wasn't, no, but I wasn't what it this is. podcast was supposed to I, I, <laughs> I,
2: You know, that's the thing. It's not, but I'm, I mean,
1: if I'm being blunt, right, and that's mm-hmm. what the point of this podcast is, mm-hmm. you went there, you took instruments, and you opened the floor mm-hmm. for all kinds. Mm-hmm. You invited mm-hmm. all these people who you don't know, that mm-hmm. might be artists to mm-hmm. do stuff, and you yourself are mm-hmm. seeing. Damn, this girl's got talent. Yeah, you're realizing this. Yeah,
0: w- well, and and what's so great about a really open program and just plopping art supplies okay. down on the table is you're not assuming what anybody wants to work mm-hmm. with. You're not limiting the parameters of, of of what's created. You know, I had no idea that we were going to hear an amazing poem. Yeah, today, today you know like what was that, that you was know spoken and, and word. Right that in okay. like and and um so it's just a really amazing thing and you know i'm honored to have the opportunity to to help these individuals and do you feel that the two of you that there's like an an additional i don't want opportunity to really put yourselves out there to be that inspiration oh, yeah. that that you talk about right it starts with you yeah, right it starts it with us the power of one right yeah absolutely. absolutely absolutely definitely
2: i'm terrified of even this kind of a setting a speaking yeah. um being heard because you know growing up you're told not to speak yeah <laughs> mm. so it was terrifying i've been going through exposure therapy i started at coming counsel when i went and i spoke in front of a bunch of people <laughs> and since then i haven't really stopped so just trying to Let go of that fear of showing who I am, what I am, where I come from. Mm -hmm. And it may be one day being making that other little middle schooler like me feel comfortable being Mm -hmm. herself. Mm -hmm. So. I guess it's something that I am working on, mm-hmm. but even personal style, right? I dress how I dress because my parents said, no, you can't dress this, you can't wear that. So then mm-hmm. I feel like I have no no personal style. Which, if you think about it, is an art form. You're right? Pe- oh, people, for sure. Some
1: yes. people yeah. literally are amazing at making stuff oh out of gosh. nothing. Some yes. people are really good at having a piece of, uh, you know, like a shirt and then cutting it up, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they got mm-hmm. something really nice. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... Being able to, like we mentioned, just open it, open the floor, give an ins- instrument mm-hmm. sometimes. And it, it's, it, I know it might seem like, oh, well, people just want to take, take, but it's not like that. It's Mm-mm. you're inviting them yeah, to show sure. what they already have, and right. now you've made a connection. Right. So then the next time you want a Latino artist, yeah. even if they themselves might still be working on that part where they believe mm-hmm. they are, yeah. you know, this yeah. person's very talented. Yeah. You
0: know, I'm going to invite them to
1: that next art show.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I you think. Know, yeah what I'm hearing is a lot of compassion. Like there's a lot of compassion necessary in the community right now. I think so. We need healing. Yeah. I think it goes back
2: to to that the healing of yourself and how you identify in this world where like um, you always kinda have to fit into a category sometimes, you Mm -hmm. know, if you look at the census, I don't fit into any of those categories Mm -hmm. still. So applications,
1: you know, I can't when they ask me like what race I am, they don't even put like and I'm proud to say this brown I'm not trying to put, I don't wanna, I mean, I have or nothing or wrong with this, but it's just, I'm not white. Like, there's obviously yeah. melatonin in my skin. Right. So it does start with that, too. Right. You know?
3: It kind of reminds me of, uh, as a Oneida tribal member, huh. one thing that we've always kind of had to um, navigate, and it's actually something that I first learned from my Uncle Scott, who was just here speaking a little mm-hmm. bit ago, is <clears throat> living in two different worlds basically operating in the culture that we have been gr- brought up in and operate in and live within ourselves mm-hmm. within our spirit within our DNA and then having to operate on a day-to-day basis yeah in and the filtered world, world. yes mm-hmm. yes and what you're supposed to be mm-hmm. and how you're supposed to live which is difficult yes. because 100% it's, it's never you're never not doing it yep. you're never not deciphering and splitting yourself one way or another you know Mm how how you know when i'm at home on powwow weekend like i am totally not in a colonized (laughs) mode you know like i'm totally leaned in to like eating fry bread Yes, and and letting the drum like hit me right in my soul and like you're just leaned all the way into it you know and then but then it's tough i work for the tribe oh. and we do a 40-hour week yes <laughs> and that's how we operate and Jeez. that's how i make a living and it's just uh an inner conflict that i think i have begun to recognize within myself and i try to afford grace because of that Jeez. N- understanding that on a day-to-day basis it can be difficult to navigate this colonized world because that's not what we know. That's yes. not where we come from. And that's kind of what I'm hearing oh, yeah. from you two is just that you're so, operating in two different places. Oh, yeah. That's
2: a great like way right now to even describe just
1: it. Absolutely. And then if you were speaking right now. Again, we're yeah. from different backgrounds. But I that literally was yeah. what, is what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. I very much so like can understand what you're saying mm-hmm. because... Again, when I go to my quinceaneras, which is the 15-year-old celebration, Mm -hmm. again, when you go back to it, somebody's like, well, what are you celebrating, right? I I understand that to other people it could be like, okay, the fact that in Mexico there's a certain age where back in the day they would marry the girls. Mm -hmm. At 15, technically that was your age of becoming a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And they would marry young. But when you go back and you realize what it really was, it was a lot of bad things that happened not that long ago. Like Mm -hmm. my grandma, her story was she married at 15 Mm -hmm. with somebody who was almost 23, Wow! right? And me as a person today can realize there is a lot of trauma there that obviously was passed down to my mother Mm -hmm. who was then passed down to me. Mm -hmm. and, And now it's that trauma that we're healing from. It's the way that we're raised. That's the bad part of the growing up. But then the beautiful part it was always there, too, though, right? And it's very much a part of me. And when I go to Mexico, you hear the big bands. There's, like, 12 dudes playing brass instruments mm-hmm. and the tuba in the back going. And it's very similar to polka. So whenever and I get to Yachty's talk to my... And everywhere you eat. And my, whenever I talk to my Polish people, yeah. I'm so proud to, like, polka days they have. Yes. Pulaski, Pulaski, my hometown currently. <laughs> Shout out, because even though it's, it's different, it's the same. Like, I'm yeah. like, wow, I have this in my town. Yeah. And it makes me happy. And I wish there would be a, a way we could communicate. I can't imagine how much better than having a norteño band also playing at polka days. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I, I I pray for the day that that can happen. <laughs> yeah. Cause similarly, you just said even though it's different backgrounds and upbringings,
0: mm-hmm. we share a lot of similar yeah, things. Exactly. Oh yeah. It's crazy. I'm going to be dreaming about polka bands.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. Thank you very, very much. Yeah. Like, we appreciate that. And we appreciate yeah. you bringing all of this to everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot.
2: I just one more note, I yeah. think, for me personally yeah. is just being able, like, to have these conversations. Oh, yeah. I want to thank you as well. Mm, and yeah. encouraging us to, you know, be ourselves and show it. Um I'm pretty sure one of my coworkers said that she might go out and buy some canvas and paint today, Yay! and wow. <laughs> that was incredible <laughs> to me because she was scared to to put a brush to the canvas. At last night, they had a, a blank canvas that anyone yeah. could draw on, yeah. And she was didn't want to, and so mm-hmm. what I did is I started on the edge of the canvas, you know, the sides, because you do still have to paint mm-hmm. the sides. And I just started doodling there, mm-hmm. and she did, and now she's like, I think I might go out and, and get yeah. some, do it, you know. That's awesome. So it's just like. Even you sharing your, your story, and for me as like, I think as hurt or as sad or depressed as I may be, it's okay to be able to speak on it as well. Mm-hmm. Because you just never know. Yeah, these yep.
3: spaces are very important for everybody involved. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, well, thank you guys. Yeah, no, for sure. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. Oh man, I'm
1: gonna go get some soup for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>